is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. So today I want to talk about Couch to 5K, the infamous program that everyone has come across on the internet. I know a lot of people have done it or started it and stopped it. Um, and let's talk about it. And you know, there are some pros and there are some cons to the Couch to 5K program. So I know for me that like Couch to 5K was my first introduction to running. Like the first time I remember the first time I heard about it was like in college, um, someone in the, uh, the center I was working in uh, sharing the program with someone else that worked in, the, in there. And I remember being like, that's cool that they're runners. Wow. I could never do that. Like I'm not a runner. Right. And so I know that when I was like, well, maybe, maybe I am going to start running. (laughs) Like I returned to that program. I looked it up on the interwebs and found that program and I printed it off. And I remember I had like a a membership to expert, which is like a local chain of gyms. And I remember having my little, my little sheet of paper and running on the treadmill when I was a teacher in the summers and, you know, marking it off and um, never actually (laughs) finishing the program. And then maybe the next summer trying to do it again. Right. And so I think that, that is one of the, the best parts of the Couch to 5K program is that it was so accessible um, and it's widely known. And it probably did get lots and lots of people off of the couch and probably got people started with running, right? Or an attempt at running, right? So those are the great things about Couch to 5K. It got people running. It got people moving their bodies, but there's uh, there's some limitations. So if you're like, man, I've never actually been able to complete that program, or or um, you know the same thing as we do with diets, I completed that program. But once I was done, you know, I wiped my hands and I was like, I'm done with running. I finished this. It didn't actually teach you to keep going. That's what we'll see. Um, you know, I. I have the the diet triangle. There's also something I call the extreme exercise triangle where you go in and you're super strict. You're following a plan. Um, you have the couch to 5k program, or you have the 21 day fix, um, DVD program, or you do a 12 week fat loss challenge at your gym. You're all in, you're committed, you're super strict. You never miss a day. And then you're like, okay, I can ease up a little bit. I don't have to do, I don't have to do this that much. It's okay for me to take a day off. And then you're, and then you're back to like being neglectful or you're back on the couch again. Um, And then you think, oh, what can I do to get myself off this couch again? Ah, I should do another couch to 5k program, or I should train for another marathon, or I should do another fat loss challenge at my gym, or I should blank. Right. And so people will do this extreme exercise triangle over and over and over. And I'm raising my hand. I mean, I have a name for this because this is what I used to do. This is what I used to do. Um, you know, go all in, do the program, stop doing the program, be on the couch again, and then have to start doing the program again. Right. And the, the crazy thing too, is like, I don't, I don't know. It's like these programs have limitations, but I'm also like, okay, fine. Like that was just part of your story. Like, that sucks. Like that was, um, I shared a post on Instagram yesterday, uh, referencing Brené Brown's book, rising strong. 
And it's like that, th- those, those hurdles and those obstacles and those challenges, those, that's just the day two. That's just the part of the suck. You, you hadn't figured out what to do yet. Um, if you know the hero's journey, it's like, um, the, that's just part of, of the obstacles that you, the hero, um, encountered and had to learn to overcome. Right. And so what I want to do, I wanna, we're going to go over the couch to 5k program. And then I want to teach you what to do so that you get off of the extreme exercise triangle. And you're just that person who consistently moves your body. The same thing is like with eating. I want to help you be that person just that just consistently eats healthy. I want to help you be that person that just consistently exercises, that person who consistently moves their body. And sure, you might ramp it up because you want to do a race, you want to do a challenge or whatever. But even if there are no challenges, even if there are no races, you're still moving your body. You're still taking care of yourself. You have a system <laughs> for self-care. Okay. So the Couch to 5K program. So I tried looking on the internet. I actually think the original program might not even be up due to um, GDRP or whatever that was, the data, like just the web security. So I, I couldn't find the original one, but I think I might have found um, a copy of it. And there's so many out there. And like, I think the couch, like couch to 5k as like a searchable term, a lot of um, websites have caught on and like created their own couch to 5k versions. But anyways, the one I found, it starts off with week one, five minute walk, two minute jog, five minute walk. And you repeat that, right? Then you repeat it until you get to like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't even say on here, but you repeat that. Um, and then five minute walk, two minute jog, five minute walk, right? Repeat that five minute walk, three minute jog, five minute walk and repeat that. Right. So it only has you running three days the first week, which cool. And it has rest days built in and it starts off slow. Like, yeah, sure. All of us can walk for five minutes. I can walk for five minutes. It might be a little bit hard if you have no experience with running two minutes of jogging might be a little bit much. Um, but this, for the most part, nothing wrong with that week, week, week one, week two, three minutes of jogging. And then it starts to ramp up quite a bit, four minutes of jogging, five minutes of jogging. When you get to like week, I remember this, there's this like big jump, um, week seven to week eight, suddenly I'm supposed to be jogging for 20 minutes straight and just have like a quick break. It's a lot. <laughs> I think that was always the week that now that I think about it, I probably never finished this because I could never get myself to jog for 20 minutes without, um, without resting. And if you're in this mindset that you have to do things perfectly, that, you know, some random person on the internet made this thing and put it on the internet, they made this plan and put it on the internet and you have so much self doubt, um, and you have a lot of shame and you have, you know, just not a lot of confidence in yourself. And you see this plan that you think everyone is supposed to be able to know how to do. And if you can't do that plan, it makes you feel like crap. It makes you feel like shit. Like there's something wrong with you that you couldn't find. You couldn't follow this generic PDF that someone put on the internet. Right. Um, so there are some, definitely some limitations to the couch to 5k program, but I also think like, cool, this was made like so long ago before um, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the differentiation and individualization um, has come. I kind of think of it like 
if you're a teacher, you know this there, when you, when you're a teacher, you have like a boxed curriculum. Cool. Teach these things to the kids, right? Great. Teach these things and they will move to the next grade level. And that box curriculum will work for some of the kids just as is. But the truth is a lot of kids are going to need differentiation. A lot of kids are going to need extra support because that box curriculum is not going to meet them where they are. Um, It's just not going to. There's no way that, again, some random person can create this curriculum and know what your students need. They they will know what your students um, what their challenges are. There are some, you know, general things as you teach, like, okay, cool, kids at d- these different different developmental levels will know these things and struggle with these things. But there's so many other things when it comes to teaching that like a box curriculum cannot know about your student. And I think of it the same way. There's this PDF, there's the Couch to 5K program. There is no way that someone who created this program so long ago knows what's going on in your life. They don't know about um, your self-doubt. <laughs> they don't know about your self-talk. They don't know about, you know, how hard your schedule is and how you really do have a hard time um, blocking things off and making sure that you take care of yourself before you take care of others. They don't know about that, right? So the plan is just go run this thing, but it doesn't teach you like, hey, wake up early so that you can go do this thing, right? It doesn't teach you those things. Um, It also doesn't incorporate any stretching or like warming up beforehand, doing some like, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, monster walks or, uh, oh my gosh, any of the, like the Pilates moves that warm up your glutes and your body and your quads. It doesn't teach you those things and doesn't teach you any stretching afterwards or that you need to be strength training, right? So there's definitely some limitations to the couch to 5k program. Again, I like it is what it is like couch to 5k is the thing that got me started with running, but I don't think that I ever actually completed couch to 5k because again, that big jump where all of a sudden we're running intervals and now we're supposed to be running 20 minutes straight and then continue on to running 24 minutes straight and 30 minutes straight. I never got to that. Um, I, in fact, am big on run walking. I think, um, I started reading some stuff with, from Jeff Galloway and I was like, why do I have to run the whole time? Why can't I just run (laughs) or why can't I just walk some of the time? Like, you know, having that walk break actually is really good for my body. It's also really good for my head. Like, Hey, you just have to run for the next three minutes and then you get a walk break. Um, walking within my running actually (laughs) helps me consistently run, right? And so when we go back to the the extreme exercise triangle, um, if you are that person who goes all in, you're super strict, you're up in the top left quadrant, and then you kind of ease up a little bit. Maybe you miss the day, maybe you take a rest day, and then you take an extra rest day, and you get a little bit permissive. And then that permission, the bottom right quadrant, uh, quadrant turns into neglect, bottom left quadrant. Um, check check the show notes of today's episode if you have no idea what I'm talking about so you can get a visual of this. Um, so you're doing this triangle and then you're neglectful. You're back on the couch and you go back up to being super strict. Instead of repeating this for years and years and years and decades and decades and decades, I'm going to help you go up to the top white, 
top right quadrant where you are authoritative. You have systems, you have structure and boundaries set up to help you take care of yourself. You also, it's nurturing. You're doing kind things for yourself, but control is high. Like you have to show up. This isn't, you're not being permissive. Like that's okay. You don't have to. That's okay. You don't have to. When you get into that place, obviously you're not going to move forward and accomplish anything (laughs) because you're not showing up, right? So control is high and that you have to show up for yourself, but here's what it looks like. Cause it's going to look way different. It's going to look way different. I'm going to say that again. It is going to look way different than being on the extreme exercise triangle. So I'm going to share some things that have worked for me, and I'll share some things that some clients are doing because it's different, right? It, it isn't cookie cutter. It is, it's according to what you need, what you like, and what your schedule allows, right? So it, it's, and what you, I mean, what you want for your yourself and like your goals. So for me, getting off the extreme exercise triangle, it means that I go for a walk every morning. I go for a walk every morning, every single morning. Um, even in the mornings, my husband's, husband's like, do we really have to? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Right. The control is high. Yes, we do have to. He's the one that's a little bit more permissive. Like, that's okay. We don't really have to, which is nice. And it's kind, but it's not going to move us forward on things. So I'm the one that's like, no, we have to go only because I've experienced that life on the diet triangle and the extreme exercise triangle. So every morning we go for a walk. Jameson is old and slow. Our pup, 14 and a half years old. She's old. She's slow. We literally just go around the block and it takes us probably 13 minutes to do 0.3 miles around the block. But we do that every single morning. Sometimes my husband and I will go out for another walk sometimes, but that doesn't always happen. But we always take her for a walk. So we get out of bed, put shoes on, put the sports bra on and go for a walk. A few times a week, I will go back out and go for a run. I've been doing that on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, I go out for an additional run. But that's not every day. We go for a walk every single day. So having that walk, that is a system for self-care. We go and do that for our bodies. We also do that for our heads. We do that for our minds. Our minds. We do that so that we feel good in our head. Mental health, right? It's also really good for our relationship. Um, Just spending time together outside, in nature, doing something together. Like as a little family, you know, spending this time together. Um, we do that for our relationship. We do that for mental health. We do that for our physical health. And it's just a really, really good thing to have set up right now in summer, because guess what? Like, (laughs) like literally in a a few months, it's going to be like cold and gross and rainy, and we're not going to want to go, but we're going to remind ourselves like, this is actually really important for our heads. This is important for our bodies. This is important for our relationship. So we, we do need to go even if it's just a few minutes outside and, you know, it's negative 12 out, we need to go. It's important for us. So that is the system for self-care. That is the top white, right. My gosh, I can't talk top right quadrant where control is high, but warmth is high too. We're doing it to take care of ourselves, not to punish ourselves, not to be mean to ourselves, not to, you know, make our bodies the tiniest that they can be, but it's really something, it's actually something that's healthy for us. So he talks about going for the, the, the walk and, and then I'll do the run and then we'll go and we'll, um, 
we'll go to a CrossFit class a couple of times a week, usually about four times a week. And then, um, I do the 5k on Saturdays and we'll also do a long bike ride on Sundays. This is taking a long time. This is not right. We, we didn't just have all of this. This stuff has been gradual. We've just added a little bit like, oh, okay, this doesn't work anymore. Let's add this in and then gone with it. Some things that have worked for clients, um, to get them off of the extreme exercise triangle and get them just moving their body consistently. So I have one client who is committed to 30 minutes a day every morning. So again, control is high. She needs to go, but warmth is high too, right? So she's not killing herself with the workout. What the movement is, it's going to change kind of depending on what she wants to do. Some days she's running outside and we, in some days she is um, running on a treadmill. Some days she is um, doing the elliptical at her gym. What she's putting into those 30 minutes changes. The other thing that we added was five minutes of strength training, just five minutes, Right. So instead of doing no strength training or instead of trying to do a 45 minute session, she's just doing five minutes. And that's something that we're going to build up later on. But that that's it. So like 35 minutes in the morning and a reminder, because sometimes, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to have time for this. That pops up in my head all the time. Oh, I'm not going to have time. And I remind myself there are one thousand four hundred forty minutes in a day. Yes. You have time for 35 minutes. No, you don't need to rush off to that thing that you think you need to rush off to. You have time for this. That means waking up early for sure. But that's one thing that one client is working on. Another client, we're working on using the two-minute principle from Atomic Habits. So instead of, okay, cool, the, the big session isn't happening, can you focus on doing two minutes? Like go and do something for two minutes and we'll build on later. I have another client who is doing um, same thing, kind of the two-minute principle. Um, instead of going to her gym and working out, she's actually just walking to the gym. So getting into the habit of putting her, her like gym shoes on, walking to the gym within her community and then coming home. So now she is the type of person, right? So she's the type of person based on these actions. She is the type of person who wakes up in the morning. She's the type of person who puts on workout clothes in the morning, type of person who leaves, leaves her house in the morning, type of person who goes to the gym in the morning, right? So um, yesterday's episode, we talked about the three, two, one, like look for pieces of evidence that you are that person. Just by doing these things in the morning, by taking these actions, um, you're becoming that person. And you have to keep like reminding yourself, like, look, I am, I am this person. I am consistently taking daily action. Um, so those are a few examples of what to do to be, you know, to get off the extreme exercise triangle and to be consistent with movement. And I know people are like, oh, but I want to train for a race. Yeah, cool. I mean, like I, I'm not, I'll be blunt and honest and open. Like I'm not the coach for you um, to help you train for a race. Um, because races are fleeting and race races are fun, right? Like I have a race coming up, but like, I'm not the coach to get you there because I, I really don't think that the race matters. I think that what you actually want is to be healthy and consistent and can, you know, be able to feel confident in yourself and trust yourself that you're going to move consistently. And I know that races can be canceled if, 
the race is the only thing that motivates you, at some point you're going to stop doing the thing. So my suggestion would be become that person who consistently moves. And if there's a race, cool, ramp it up a little bit later on, but just become that person who consistently moves. Make that the thing. Make that the goal. Consistently moving for six months consistently moving. And then sure, if you want to do a race, you can add that in there. But yeah, in my experience, and I've, you know, I've made this mistake as a coach in the past as well. Um, I had a couple programs, the ease into running circle. I think that's what it was called. Um, and we, you know, I had people trained for a 5k, but yeah, well, lots of people fell off and didn't finish the program. Um, and didn't finish the 5k and lots of people that did the 5k stopped running after the 5k. So it's like, like as a coach, it, to me, I feel unsuccessful because I'm like, I didn't help people achieve the thing that I know that they actually want to achieve. Um, they actually want to become active. The race is fun and it's cool, but they want to become active. And like, there's this, like, oh, you kind of messed up. But also I just, I had to learn that as a coach, right? I had to learn that and dig a little bit deeper and just understand humans, understand people a little bit more than this surface level stuff. So again, couch to 5k program, it's great. Just has some limitations. The, you know, training for a race it's great. It got me started, but it has limitations. The thing that's going to keep you going is actually training for yourself, finding more internal motivations and focusing on that instead of always external motivations. External motivation is great. It's fun. It can help you ramp up a bit, but unless you have that internal motivation, um, nothing's going to (laughs) change. All right. So we talked today about getting off of the extreme exercise triangle. Remember, I can help you get off the, um, the diet triangle, the diet triangle where you're super strict with food, you're permissive a little bit, and then it turns into neglect to get off the diet triangle and become a balanced eater, someone who's consistent with healthy eating. Um, Having a slice of pizza doesn't mean it's a cheat meal. Having a slice of pizza is actually a part of your healthy eating plan for life. If you want to become that person, you're going to want to get Moderation Made Easy, which is my completely free program, um, completely free mini course that I made for you to help you find balance with food. For that, go to systemsforselfcare.com slash moderation made easy. I will see you tomorrow. Have an amazing day. Go take action. Remember, nothing changes unless you take action. You don't have to sign up for a 5K. Just go and move your body for like 10 minutes a day. You can do it. Take care. Bye. Bye.